seven minutes or so, we'll look back at a week that saw immigration chaos, a U-turn from Rishi on COP27, more bad news from the Bank of England, nuclear inspections in Ukraine, and Matt Hancock pulling on his shorts and planning to enter the jungle. This is the Standout 7 from the Smart 7. Don't forget to hit that follow button to get your daily updates at 7am. Home Secretary Suella Braveman's been in hot water over leaks, but this week it was her day job that saw her firmly in the spotlight as a crisis in immigration seems to be growing, with reports of serious issues in migrant detention centres. Sunday morning saw a bizarre incident in Dover, where a man threw petrol bombs at a detention centre, and local Tory MP Natalie Elphick says the situation's becoming extremely difficult. Tensions have been running high uh, over the last period, and indeed I'd raised my concerns about that with the Immigration Minister earlier this week. Following that attack, 700 migrants were moved to the already overcrowded Manston facility where diphtheria and MRSA outbreaks have been reported. Senior Tory MP Sir Roger Gale visited and said the situation is unacceptable. So a facility designed to take comfortably 1,500 people and to move them on within 24 hours has turned into a refugee camp housing 4,000 people and it's simply not fit for that purpose. The root of the problem appears to be a reluctance to place migrants in hotels, and while Suella has denied ever blocking that usage, Shadow Home Secretary Yvette Cooper says the Home Office needs to get their act together. So we need action from the Home, home Office in all of these areas, and at the moment we're not seeing it. You know, you've got the awful reports that we've just been hearing, and a lot of that is because the Home Office decision-making system has collapsed. The Home Secretary's response and the fact that while she was speaking in the Commons on Tuesday evening, she decided described channel migrants arriving on the south coast as an invasion didn't calm matters at all. The use of inflammatory language brought criticism from her own party, with former leader William Hague making his position on the matter clear. It's not a word I would have used, no. But invasion is what Russia is doing to Ukraine. And uh, so that, that means something different, I think. It is an enormous problem, though. You know, nearly 40,000 people now this year organised by criminal gangs. That is a really serious problem. Chief Inspector Inspector of Prisons Charlie Taylor visited Manston and said that if it was a prison, he'd be gravely concerned about the conditions. I would be horrified if I went into a prison where prisoners didn't have mattresses, mm -hmm. where prisoners didn't have flushing lavatories, where prisoners didn't have uh, telephones that they could stay in touch with family and friends. Those are three things that we see at Manson. And at Prime Minister's question time, Labour leader Sakir Starmer laid into Rishi Sunak about his controversial appointment of Suella Braveman and the Conservatives' handling of this immigration crisis. Why doesn't he get a proper Home Secretary, yeah. scrap the Rwanda yeah. gimmick, end the small boat crossings, speed up asylum claims yeah. and agree an international deal on refugees? Start governing for once and get a grip. This week saw the International Atomic Energy Agency dispatched to Ukraine to check for signs of dirty bombs or rogue radiation. It came as Russia continues to claim Ukraine is planning to use a dirty bomb in the occupied territories and fears the Russian president could use nuclear weapons as his forces continue to lose territory. But former PM Boris Johnson says Vladimir Putin would be crazy to escalate to nuclear weapons. Do you fear that he could use a tactical nuclear weapon? I don't, I don't, think, he, I don't think he will. I think he'd be crazy to 
to do so. The IAEA reported no sign of radiation at the three sites they inspected, and Russian businessman Mikhail Khodorkovsky told Newsnight that President Putin's threat of a nuclear strike has fizzled out. There was that growing danger, but after talks with his Chinese colleague, Putin has become much more cautious when talking about nuclear weapons. So I think that danger has now diminished. Russia continues to attack Ukraine's power and water plants, with President Zelensky saying that Russian forces have seriously damaged about 40% of Ukraine's energy infrastructure with missile strikes and drone attacks. The good news, at least, is that the Black Sea grain deal is back on. The Kremlin had withdrawn from the deal over the weekend, saying it couldn't guarantee the safety of civilian ships crossing the region, but a combined effort from Turkey and the UN managed to get the deal rebooted. Despite the power crisis, it appears Ukrainian troops are continuing to advance in the south, closing in on Kherson. And on Czech TV, Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky was feeling mischievous when asked what he would do first after the war ends. After victory, I will go to Crimea. I really want to see, see, <laughs> see, see, when will it be? Wow. Not in winter, because on the sea, what to do on the sea in winter? I will go when it will be a moment. The Bank of England announced its biggest interest rise for three decades, hiking its base rate to 3%. It'll mean more expensive mortgage repayments for many. The bank also warned that the UK is facing the longest recession since the 1920s, as Governor Andrew Bailey explained why they're hiking rates again. Well, quite simply, we're increasing bank rate because inflation is too high. And it's the bank's job to bring it down. The pound dropped sharply against the dollar after the news. Speaking to Sky News, Charles Goodhart, former member of the Monetary Policy Committee, agreed the problems have been exacerbated by the mini-budget and Liz Truss's political decisions. And you can see by looking at the timing of the changes in interest rates that there was a clear, strong and very adverse reaction to the mini-budget. The Chancellor insisted the government's trying to stabilise the economy. Labour leader Sakir Starmer happened to be on Times Radio when the interest rate rise was announced and recognised how worried people will be about their finances. There is a Tory premium now on mortgages and families will look at that figure, know how difficult things are now and shudder that because of the failure of the last 12 years, they now, working families across the country, are going to be paying the price. Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro finally made an appearance on Tuesday evening. He lost the presidential election late on Sunday night to Lula da Silva and his failure to concede has led to protests and blockades from his supporters. When he finally did speak, he didn't formally concede and is still not called the winner. He did, however, commit to following the Constitution and Brazil's Supreme Court released a statement after his speech which said that he had in effect formally conceded. I want to start by thanking the 58 million Brazilians who voted for me on October 30th. As President of the Republic and a citizen, I will continue to fulfill all of the commandments of our Constitution. Still to come on the standout seven, Matt Hancock eyes up some kangaroo balls and Judy Dench takes offense at Louis Theroux. Right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. 
The midterm elections are looming, with Americans preparing to head to the polls on Tuesday. But Joe Biden's warned American democracy is under threat as Donald Trump and the Big Lie Republicans still refuse to accept the 2020 election result. Congress is elected around halfway through a president's four years in power, and forecasts suggest Republicans will win control of the House of Representatives while the Senate could go either way. In a televised address to the nation, the US president had this message for voters. I know there's a lot at stake in these midterm elections. From our economy, to the safety of our streets, to our personal freedoms, to the future of health care, Social Security, Medicare, it's all important. But there's something else at stake democracy itself. Have you ever wanted to see Matt Hancock eating a kangaroo penis? I have. Well, now's your chance. The I'm a Celeb lineup's been announced, and this year it's getting political. The former health secretary is the 12th contestant entering the jungle. He's already had the whip suspended for signing up to the ITV show, and now he'll have to also face the gruelling Bush Tucker trials. And Anne Widdicombe sounds like she'll be voting for him. The MEP and former Tory politician is not impressed. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, no serving MP should disappear onto a reality programme, whether it's Big Brother, whether it's Strictly, whether it's The Jungle, for weeks on end, which is what it is, unless, of course, he gets kicked out early. The Louis Through interview series continued with a visit to the Surrey home of Dame Judi Dench and a chat about the James Bond star's lengthy career and most iconic roles. The 87-year-old Academy Award winner also spoke fondly of her late husband Michael Williams and his great sense of humour. Speaking of sense of humour, thank God Dench has got one after this remark from the broadcaster. We had 17 cats during the war. During which war? Well, the Second World War. Louis. Well, I didn't mean the First World <laughs> I was just confused. It seems. Am I the only person who heard that? Well, I didn't mean. Which war? I thought you might mean the. This has been the Standout 7, the best of the week from the Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m., with the Sunday 7. Have a great rest of your weekend. Written, produced, and published by Daft Doris. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.